This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yes, I've been singing Lady Gaga all morning long. Why? Because she had a couple of dogs stolen, and that was the story. But really, the story is the dog Walker was shot four times in the chest. So two of her dogs, Kojai and Gustavo, or K-O-J-I and G-U-S-T-A-V-O, were stolen. The third bulldog, Miss Asia, managed to escape and was later recovered by police. Um, It's incredible to me that everyone was talking about the dogs. That's all they seemed to care about was the dogs. And she's given or said she was going to give a $500,000 reward for the dogs returned. No questions asked. What about the dog walker, uh, Ryan Fisher, who was out walking the dogs and got shot four times in the chest are you kidding me and we care more about the dogs so maybe that's you know maybe that's just the way it's portrayed and that's not true because where they talked to gaga's father and he said that uh you know they're upset right now our whole family is upset we're praying the two dogs are not harmed wait you're not praying for the dog walker? Well, the dog walker is a friend of the family. Since shooting someone in the in order to steal dogs is wrong. But let's catch these creeps. But really, we're praying for the dogs and we're gonna give a you know reward uh, for information about the dogs. And then, you know, sure they're two French bulldogs which is so much <laughs> so much better than a human but uh anyway it was just incredible to me that the coverage was so much about lady gaga's dogs and especially the one that got away and police can see you know you can see the police in videos taking care of the dog but uh they're treating the case as an assault with a deadly weapon And noting the weapon used was a semi-automatic handgun. And they have the vehicle uh, that was was observed in the area. And so we'll see. I mean, the victim, uh, Ryan Fisher, is in the hospital and recovering. And, you know, uh, that's quite a, a heck of a recovery. From four gunshot wounds to the chest? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say I would give $500,000 a reward for the uh, information leading to the arrest of this man. But no. No. It's for information for the return of my dogs. Okay?
That's what's most important to me. Got it? Good. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right, we've got a, a, a we and we, me, you. There's so much to get to today on Chewing the Fat. We're going to try to, you know, I'll get you as much as I can. It's Fat Pile Friday. There's a ton of fat to get to. Wasn't that the usual case, Jeff? Yeah, but today is different because it's Fat Pile Friday, so tons of more fat to get to. Uh, but first, let me say happy birthday to my son, Maximus. Uh, he is my youngest son. He turns 19 years of age this weekend. 19 years old. Incredible that this kid is 19. And he's just a just a really good kid, and he's got a great heart. And uh, he's not a kid, Jeff. He's 19. Okay. And uh, you hear him on the podcast, Talking Walking Dead, with myself and Jason Buttrell, which is coming back next week, by the way, because uh, Walking Dead is back starting Sunday night, and it's been back all week if you had AMC Plus, the app. But uh, so they'll be talking Walking Dead on Monday as well as a chewing the fat. So just want to you know set you up for that. But anyway, happy birthday to my son. Um, I love you, and uh, you've been a you've been a joy. Think that sounded pretty good. Ah, okay, okay. Did you see the South Dakota Attorney General is charged with three misdemeanors, and he's charged with three misdemeanors because in September he's driving home from a GOP fundraiser, which was at a bar, uh, obviously in South Dakota, and he hits something driving home. He calls nine one one. And says, hey, I think I just hit a deer or a big animal. And the 911, you know, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. And so he stops and he looks around to try to, you know, see what he hit. A sheriff shows up, a sheriff deputy, or I'm sorry, they call it law enforcement, uh, shows up and they're unable to locate the object he'd hit. So he goes home and, um, then the next day they come back cause he's, hey, I'm going to go back and see, you know, if I can figure out what I shot in the, in the, you know, in the light of day, uh, you know, yeah, it's that body over there in the ditch, that guy, that's the guy you hit and, uh, killed. That's him. Oh, Wow. Okay, man, that sucks, huh? <laughs> now, okay, so the guy, now, at, during the investigation, they do some interviews with him, and they, you know, they look at the car, and they test him, and he, they, you know, they gave him a blood alcohol test, which was, you know, hours after the crash. Uh, they say 15 hours later, so at least 15 hours later, um, they give him a blood alcohol test, which was, you know, nothing so if he was under the influence they certainly you know was over with by that time so as they investigated they found a pair of glasses in the front seat of his car because the windshield was broken the car was smashed up and uh they asked him if he wore glasses and he's like no and then he shows that he was wearing sunglasses and 
Uh, yeah, I wear sunglasses, but the glasses the glasses belong to the guy he hit. So the guy had to have, you know, at least flown up and smashed. Maybe not, you know, maybe not all the way through the windshield, but he had to have hit it enough to where you know, head first, face first, so that the glasses break off and fall into the car, and then he's in the ditch, right? If you believe that that's how it happened. And he comments in the one interview, I wondered about that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't think it was a deer that you hit that had the glasses break off? Or was that just a, was that just a, you know, a coincidence? Ah, don't worry about it. It's just a body. So apparently the guy that he hit had his car run into the ditch the day before and he was walking back to try to get his car out or you know who knows and uh he got hit by the attorney general uh mr ravensborg now he gets charged with three misdemeanors now okay i mean if that's what you get that's what you get no problem i I know it seems kind of weird but what else can you do you know he everything seems to have followed protocol of what happens i mean he's walking on a dark road uh his car was in the ditch it looks like uh the attorney general ravensburg was driving according to them uh 67 miles an hour which was two miles over the speed limit i don't know that that's even you can even actually prove that but oh, of course you can jeff between cell phones and automobiles and the impact on the body you most definitely can tell exactly you know how fast he was going okay thank you it's all about math and uh and rate of speed you can be able to figure that one out no problem oh okay all right you got it thank you now the three charges against him operating the vehicle while using a mobile electronic device illegal lane change and careless driving each carries a maximum penalty of 30 days in jail and $500 $500 fine so he could get 90 days in jail $1500 fine total for for this accident uh which you know he's obviously not going to spend time in jail for this they'll pay the fine and uh it'll be have a nice day get out of here you need to pay attention more carefully while you're driving, Mr. Attorney General. Okay, no problem. Now, that's if you believe that. How does he not know that the body smashed in the windshield, blew off the glasses, and then uh, then they couldn't find the body the night, bef- the night before, the night of the accident? He and a law, affor- law enforcement person couldn't find the body? Now, either that law enforcement person is in on it, which... You know, I guess is possible. Or he moved the body so that they couldn't find it that night, right? So then he goes back and they find it the next day. So they realize, oh, wow. Yeah, no, there's a body. And I'm sober now. I'm not drunk. I'm coming from that GOP fundraiser at the bar, right? Uh, I mean, there's so many things. You, you ever watch the show Fargo? You ever watch Fargo? I mean, it's just a. a fascinating show and each season is different yet it's oh they all tie together but the one season the lady hits a guy (laughs) the lady hits a man on the road 
and he flies up and you know flies through her windshield the the rider's side windshield and she drives home and parks the car in the garage and there he is the husband comes home and there he is <laughs> still in the car uh, hanging through the window <laughs> in the garage <laughs> uh you know it was just it's almost it's almost art imitating life it is almost that so it's fascinating i you know i don't think we'll ever know and we have to go with what we're told so we have to believe that what they say is true it just seems it seems like there is more to this story and that should be maybe i'll you know <laughs> i kind of like maybe i'll do a you know a, a crime podcast every week with more to the story and it'll just be you know stuff made up because <laughs> hey that's what i like to do here on chewing the fat i mean at least the south dakota attorney general you know played it off as you know something happened and we don't know what happened and then we came back and we found the body and oh my gosh it's so horrible and we we're trying to get it, get it right right because now you have tiger woods now no one no one was injured or killed in the tiger woods accident except he has a shattered right leg and they have a rod in there several screws and pins in his leg ankle and foot uh, on top of coming off of that back surgery, you know, like his fourth or fifth back surgery, I mean, the guy is going to have some rehab. And whether you like Tiger or not, you know, that's another story. You don't want anybody in a huge accident like that. And, you know, the car rolled, and it looks like it was just, uh, you know, could be possible operator error. We don't know. No charges. But Tiger has the best response that you can have when you're involved in an accident like that. Because they said that he was lucid when they found him. When the first responders arrived, uh, they, he knew his first name, uh, asking that his manager collect his stuff from the car. Uh, you know, it was, you know, that he was lucid. So his response to the accident was, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, man i wish i could uh i could help you but uh i i i don't remember wait tiger um it was a really bad accident you rolled over you're injured we did all the surgery on you and you know you were running late for a tv show taping and uh you know maybe you're driving too fast around this road that has the big downhill you know curve and uh we've had uh you know, we've had reports that other vehicles, uh, you know, have been, uh, you know, driving uh, out of control there. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. What a perfect alibi. When no one is hurt, right? The South Dakota Attorney General, you know, had to do it a little bit different because someone was, well, killed in the accident. So, you know, we had to, you know, improvise. <laughs> but tiger yeah i don't remember um man i'd love to help you guys out and figure out you know what kind of happened but yeah i don't remember so guys go ahead and get out of my hospital room here now i need to i need to sleep okay tiger we would still like to yeah i i can't talk to my attorneys and my my people because uh i can't right now 
Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I love it. So I thought we'd have a retrospective today, but really no one died, or at least they were brought back to life. So there's no, there was no death, really. Uh, I thought for sure that we may have a retrospective on Mr. Potato Head. I know. I know the news was that they were, Mr. Potato Head was gone, but not really. So, you know, I was all ready for born in 1949 introduced to the world in 1952 mr potato head he received votes for mayor in boise idaho the most votes for mr potato head in a political campaign is a guinness world record in 1985 in 87 he became spokes spud for the annual Great American Smokeout and surrendered his pipe to Surgeon General C. Everett Koop. In, in 1995, his fame skyrocketed when he played a leading role in Toy Story. In 1995, Mr. Potato Head Pals was made. The box has hats, mouse, pairs of shoes, different colors, four bodies, eight hands. I mean, the guy's a star, but he didn't die. He's part of the National Toy Hall of Fame, who we talk to. We talk to them every year. Uh, the Strong in Rochester, New York, at the National Toy Hall of Fame. Um, so, I mean, I love it. And remember, he would, Mr. Potato Head, while born in 1949, originally was not the potato wasn't part of the deal they have like uh, arms and legs and and faces and stuff where you would um uh they had pins that you'd pin into real potatoes and vegetables <laughs> people complained that their children were having uh you know spoiled vegetables around the house so they said uh, hasbro was like oh well we'll just make a potato then we'll make a you know we'll add to it and then mrs potato head came along uh, but we found out yesterday that hasbro had released a statement that uh, mr potato head toy gender neutral so while it's rebranding the toy to drop the mister from the name and uh it's just going to be potato head there's still going to be a mr and mrs potato head so i mean they even tweeted uh, you know their tweet was hold that tot your main spud mr potato head isn't going anywhere while it was announced today the potato head brand name and logo are dropping the mr i am proud to confirm that mr and mrs potato head aren't going anywhere and will remain mr and mrs potato head yeah so quit your whining okay and there is no retrospective mr potato mr potato head not dead in 2021 at the age of 72 years old this has been retrospective on ctf Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink after that desperately. <laughs> I guess they brought it. They never really killed him off. They just made it appear like he was dead, and then they brought him back to life. Mm-hmm. 
hiding something cold to drink. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I've told you this before, but that ice cold drink is so good. So those of you struggling with your uh, with your marriage, possibly going through a divorce like Kelly Clarkson, uh, she had Jill Biden, the uh, first lady, I'm sorry, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, on her television program, the Kelly Clarkson Show. And, um, of course, you know, we've, we may have even mentioned it on this show about Kelly going through a divorce and, uh, she's been pretty open about it on her show. And, uh, you know, she's got a couple of kids and there's been, you know, there's been a struggle that, uh, she was, you know, unhappy and look, divorces aren't fun. All right. Anyone that's been through a divorce knows that divorces are not fun. You can, you can quote me on that. And uh, they're trying to work out uh, the deal, you know, with the husband, Brandon Blackstock, and the two kids, River Rose and Remington Alexander. And so there's a big back and forth over, big surprise, money. So uh, Dr. Jill Biden was on the Kelly Clarkson show, as I've said, and she she opened up about her own divorce and offered words of encouragement to the singer. And they are, I mean, you want to feel better about going through things. Uh, this is, this. you want words of encouragement from Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, you know, she talks about her divorce uh, and, you know, then being single for a couple of years and then meeting Joe. Now, sure, there's stories out there that talk about how uh, maybe she was still married when she was, you know, first started hooking up with Joe. But, you know, that's, huh, man, I don't want to start spreading misinformation about uh, true stories that are out there. So, you know, we don't know that. We just know that uh, we know what she claims. And she claims that, you know, she was uh, with her first husband uh, in uh, 19... 70 through 75 and then married joe in 1977 and she she said look uh, this is what i would say to you if i were your mother <sighs> my mother always said things are going to look better tomorrow and if you can take one day at a time things will get better I look back on it now and I think, you know, if I hadn't gotten divorced, I never would have met Joe. Additionally, Dr. Jill Biden said she wouldn't have the beautiful family she has now had she not split from her first husband. She has, uh, you know, her 39-year-old daughter Ashley with the president and then they have, you know, the three kids, uh, the, the other three kids and Two of them aren't Bo, and one is Bo, and he died of brain cancer. Uh, anyway, she uh, those are words of wisdom to definitely live by. Uh, things will get better. Wow. I mean, if you ever needed uh, help from a doctor and a mother and a grandmother 
and you're in trouble and you're struggling you're struggling you're going through and you don't know what to do with your days and your life things will get better <laughs> oh it's just it's just uh just amazing to me just amazing to me a new study says that 38 percent of americans would give up sex in return for being able to travel wait what a survey from Trivago found that 38% of people would not have sex for a year in return for being able to travel, and 20% said they'd break up with their significant other. <laughs> I would leave that person in a heartbeat if I could travel again. I got news for you. You can still travel, okay? Uh, 48% of the people in this survey from Travago said that they would give up their job in return for being able to go places. I don't know how they're going to pay to go to those places without their job, but you go ahead and you go right ahead and do that. I got news for you. You can still travel. Amazingly, you can. I know. Weird weird but you can still travel but that's where we're at people believe that you can and they're scared to travel i mean i understand you know they're scared and then you know we've got uh you know COVID 19 to worry about and uh you know president biden told us for god's sake wear a mask and so if you wear a mask and travel you're fine now the TSA checkpoint numbers, which we haven't looked at in a while, speaking of air travel, I mean, I'm talking about traveling in your automobile and driving around, uh, you know, the United States of America. Uh, amazingly, there are beautiful places to go here in the United States of America. In fact, I have an interview with John Waterman coming up uh, about uh, the national parks that uh, they did uh, another National Geographic book on the national parks, which is beautiful, by the way. And I mean, it's gorgeous. It does make you want to go to these national parks, but you don't have to because you can still travel and you're home by looking through this book. Anyway, I got John coming up. I, I, I talked to him the other day. I'm going to put it on the podcast probably Monday and I'll post it on uh, the YouTube channel. It, uh, it's, it's really incredible, the book. So if you have an opportunity to see it, see it. But uh, the TSA travel checkpoint numbers as far as air travel a year ago we're coming up close to a year if you're listening to this live on the 26th of february uh, 2021 we're almost at a year since 15 days to flatten the curve and so last year a year ago on 220 yesterday a year ago 2,364,727 people went through the tsa turnstiles 1 million 51,149 went through uh, this year. So, I mean, the numbers are pretty big. That's a pretty big jump because it's been uh, under a million and it's been usually about between six and 900,000. So we're cracking over a million. In the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, three of those days have been over a million. So we're starting to build back up a little bit. That's kind of, I mean, that's, that's kind of good for the airline industry. They've got to be a little bit happy about that. I mean, I would use the Jill Biden advice to the airline industry. Things will get better.
Speaking of things getting better, if you want your life to get better and you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, uh, if you want things to get better, uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And your life, I mean, things will get better, clearly. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I will guarantee that as part of the show. Things will get better. Just subscribe to Chewing the Fat. It doesn't matter what platform. There's a plethora of platforms out there that you can subscribe to the podcast on. Uh, you know, you can choose the one you're listening to it on now. Uh, you know, or you iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, or there's, you know, many more out there. If you say, I can't use those, Jeff. I have to use something else. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. And then, of course, you know, if your platform allows you to rate and review it, do that because that helps other people find the show as well so if your platform allows you to rate and review it just review it 20 stars best podcast ever and you're done you don't even think about it after that you're good you don't even i don't want you to try to think of something funny you don't have to do any of that just do it nice and easy 20 stars best podcast ever and you're done and then you know go ahead and subscribe to the youtube channel because you know that i've got you know other interviews coming up uh, on the youtube channel as well so you're going to want to see those and we post other content up there as well so you're going to want to subscribe there and click the little notification bell and i'm i'm clicking the little notification bell in the air with my hand to remind you that go ahead and click the little notification bell so you're notified when those new videos post and then you're good to go you're done that's all good and if you want to communicate of course you can communicate you know through to me through through social media, Twitter at JF at Jeffy JFR, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio, or you can email me, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. I always, you know, I'm looking at the emails. Oh, you can't tear me away from the emails. Uh, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. So there you have it. Uh, just ways to communicate with the show, but to turn your life around and. Uh, you know, in the words of Dr. Jill Biden, if you become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, um, things will get better. targets up here. We just had something go right over the top of us that... I hate to say this, looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast. That was an American Airlines passenger jet traveling from Cincinnati to Phoenix, who apparently, uh, you know, encountered a UFO over northeastern New Mexico. A pilot on flight 2292 radioed in around 1 p.m. that, uh, that what you heard. And they, it was verified. Uh, the transmission was verified. And so did they come across a UFO? I am beginning to believe that it's from us. It's from, uh, it's from the United States government. Now, White Sands Missile Range is close to where they were at. They say, uh, hey, we weren't testing anything. Oh, okay. I mean, you got to take them for their word, I guess. But no. 
I don't know that I believe it. If it's us testing something new like that, are we going to say, yep, you know, it was us. <laughs> yeah, we were just out there, you know, testing some stuff. And you caught us, man. You caught us. No, you're not going to. That's not going to happen, right? Uh, there were, there've been all kinds of sightings, but I, I go back to the article that we talked about, I don't know, earlier this week or last week about the freedom of information act that got us, uh, information from the defense intelligence agency. And they talked about testing material from, uh, UFOs or, you know, material that was crashed from unidentified aerial phenomenon and they they said that uh you know we've retrieved debris which has extraordinary capabilities and including the potential to make things invisible or even slow down the speed of light <laughs> right i know I know they're talking about all this futuristic materials, which is really cool. So, I mean, one of the one of the things that they were looking at was material called uh, nitinol. All right, and nitinol is a shape memory alloy. It remembers the original shape when folded or crunched, and snaps back seamlessly and instantly. Oh. Well, that's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. And it also talks about a uh, um, material that they have that uh, could make things, like I said, go invisible or slow down the speed of light. The snapback material is awesome, right? Although we got to figure out what shape does it remember uh, when you make the material you know do you get to snap your fingers and then that's the shape that it remembers or is it uh today we're gonna make the shape into this and then that's what you remember today okay please oh sure okay so i really i'm starting to think that all of these sightings are really us right so uh it's just us testing stuff because why wouldn't the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking out loud and I'm trying to think of why they wouldn't show themselves, but there's a million reasons why they wouldn't show themselves. And many of what we see probably isn't us, but stuff like we heard from that particular call from the American airlines pilot is, you know, stuff that, uh, is probably us. And now it's becoming more mainstream, right? Nobody says, uh, oh, what a crazy pilot. More and more times we're saying, uh, yep, that's probably true. And we're getting reports that we've been testing materials. Our own government has been testing materials that uh, is from UFO debris. So, I mean, it's got to be us, doesn't it? Okay, we had a request. Uh, the show had a request from Stephanie that uh, through email, chewingthefatattheblaze.com, I'm concerned that the world's petty problems are distracting you from what's really important. I respectfully request more royal family updates. All right, Stephanie, I'll give you at least some headlines here on Fat Pile Friday with a little royals, you know, 
music. All right, well, we saw that uh, Prince Charles, uh, I'm sorry, the Prince of Wales, uh, visited uh, the central London hospital where his father, the Duke of Edinburgh, remains. Uh, he turns 100 in June, and that's not Prince Charles, that's his dad. Uh, Charlie turns 72. Now, he went out of his way and spent a whole 30 minutes there. I know he's got a busy schedule, and you know, a lot of things are... A lot of things are, you know, keeping him uh, keeping him busy. But he spent a whole thirty minutes visiting his ninety nine year old father. That's so nice. Uh, we know that. I mean, Meghan and Harry are all over the place. They're ready. They're having their. They're inspecting uh, their second child. Yay! I don't know. I don't know if this is going to keep the marriage together or not. Um, with the second child, the the marriage may last longer. I know I thought that they were going to, I predicted that they were going to end it uh, this year, the end of this year, and Harry was going to go back. But uh, we'll see if the second child keeps them together a little bit longer. It's very possible that they get another year or two out of the marriage with the second child. Uh, they've been making money and they're doing their deal and they've been doing shows. So uh, their royal roles are done and over, right? They're they're losing all of that. Any anything to any ties with the with the royals is over. Um, one of I saw read one article where Prince Harry's friend was shocked that he had halted his some of his royal duties, and, and you know is that true? I guess maybe, but I mean Harry is doing what Megan wants him to do. So if they get a divorce or break up and he treks back to England, he'll get whatever he wants back from the queen. No problem. And, uh, there was a big article that talked about Harry and Megan don't have a clue what it means to be aristocracy. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we already knew that, but there's a lot going on, uh, behind the scenes. Um, you know, Harry's got to go back uh, for the big birthday, and we'll see what happens there. Megan, it sounds like, is probably stay here. Uh, she'll be in uh, full-bore pregnancy by June, uh, you know, the end of May and June. Harry will go back, and if there's still quarantine and lockdowns, Megan doesn't want any part of that. It's bad enough they have to do what they have to do in California. They're not going to want to do the United Kingdom thing, but Harry will. Because he has to go back for that. I mean, he has to go back for the 100th birthday party of his grandfather. There's no way around that. So, I mean, no matter what, royal titles or not, Harry has to go back for that. And if he doesn't, if Meghan makes him not go back for that, holy cow, that will be part of the breakup because he will never forgive her. I think we can look forward to having, uh, you know, Donald Trump uh, back in the news with real news of hate rather than just stuff we make up because we can't stop talking about him. But we don't have anything to talk to him about because he hasn't said anything and he's gone away and he's not president anymore. I mean, I because he's going to be, for those of you listening live on the 26th of February, uh, 2021 he's going to be speaking at the uh, cpac this weekend and uh, so it'll be the ages of hate will go on especially next week oh my gosh it's going to be everywhere and 
But instead, I read a story that was out the other day about how uh, Trump, according to this document, how the serving procedure of Donald Trump got his Diet Cokes uh, at the restaurant, the elaborate steps that these servers had to take. I mean, we have to come up with, with that because there's nothing else. According to the document, servers had to follow a series of steps every time Trump ordered a Diet Coke. These included presented him with a bottle of hand sanitizer, asking Trump if he wanted the soda with or without ice, providing glasses and chilled bottles in advance of his reply, holding both the bottle opener and the Diet Coke by their lower thirds while presenting them, opening the bottle in front of Trump, never beforehand, and gingerly placing the beverage on Trump's right-hand side. Trump's dining procedure was similarly complex. Even though the president always ate the same dishes, a shrimp cocktail, a well-done steak, fries, and occasionally an apple pie or chocolate cake. Popovers accompanying the steak had to be served within two minutes, and servers had to open multiple bottles of Heinz ketchup in front of the then-president, making sure he could hear each bottle make a pop. Now, this was at his restaurant, okay? So, um, it was how he liked to have, how he liked to be waited on. The horror, the horror of him wanting to have fresh bottles of Heinz ketchup and food cooked the way he wanted it and Diet Coke with cold bottles and with ice. I mean, it just drives me insane. Now, again, and it says in the story, while Trump himself never returned a plate, huh, if he was disappointed, you can bet the complaint would travel down the ranks. Really? You can bet it would. We don't have any proof in the story, but uh, we just know that it would travel down the ranks. It's just a ridiculous. New York landlord uh, kidnapped, <laughs> allegedly uh, kidnapped uh, two of his uh, renters because uh, he was uh, frustrated in his inability to remove tenants due to the COVID-19 order that bans evictions until at least May. According to the tenants, uh, they were tied up, had their faces covered with pillowcases at gunpoint, and taken to a cemetery. They were first taken to a motel, and then they were dumped at a cemetery uh, about 35 miles outside of Albany. One of the women managed to free herself and seek help from a nearby home. So, so, and this is all allegedly. CDC finds nursing home residents who recovered from COVID were reinfected with an even worse case. I I don't want to know. China uh, said that the anal test that they gave to u.s diplomats yeah that was a mistake we probably shouldn't have done that so you know we're sorry we won't do it anymore huh i can't believe china backed down on that to be honest with you but they did uh two florida women uh dressed up as old ladies to try to get the vaccine shots i mean we want everybody to get vaccine shots right and then we're going to be mad for people sneaking in line uh but they you know were obviously uh, caught and uh, busted we've got to get into maybe next week we'll get into the san francisco health department 
uh, guidelines for sex. They've updated their uh, sex guidelines. And, uh, you know, I want everyone to be safe. So, you know, I want to I want to go through the <laughs> go through the guidelines because not only are the guidelines good in San Francisco, but you can use them as well anywhere around the world. Uh, the uh, United Kingdom said uh, their health and family uh, department says glasses uh, glasses helped uh, people not contract COVID-19. Wait. Oh, what? You mean that's what we talked about from the beginning? That, uh, you know, how about other orifices that stuff goes into? Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, the glasses wearers up to three times less likely to catch the coronavirus. Wow. Um, that's uh, pretty strong to uh, make you maybe want to wear glasses, right? Yeah. Speaking of a CPAC where Trump is going to be speaking, uh, I know that Twitter uh, was uh, had the big ads a warning uh, about the CPAC link. So that was good. I mean, you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to have anyone look at uh, look at CPAC on their Twitter feed and not realize that it could lead you in a, to a bad place. Right. Right. Of course. Um, NPR published a database on everyone arrested in the Capitol case, in the Capitol siege. That's good, right? You need that. You need to print names, addresses, phone numbers, everybody. They want that database so we can see who was there so that we can, you know, knock on the door and say, hey, what do you think? What do you think you're doing? Right? I know. I know, I know, I know, I get it, I get it, and you know I get the email, and I can't do any, I can't do any more of these. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna do one more thing. One, one of the emails we've talked about it before. I'll leave you on Friday. One of the emails that I get always has a uh, three headlines and a lie, so they give you you know four headlines, and one of them is a lie. So let's see, you know how you do, okay? Just I'll uh, give you the four headlines, and you see if you can pick out the lie, okay? Uh, The first headline is two Floridians attempted to get second doses of COVID-19 vaccine by dressing as elderly women. You know that's a true story. I just got done talking about that story. Uh, It was their second dose, though, and and I didn't realize that they had got their first dose. So because I just did the headline. So uh, I would be I did. I'm not going to read the story. I was just going by the headline. Uh, If they were dressed as the old ladies to get the first dose anyway india's modi uh renames cricket stadium after himself a bird is an a-hole uh word record world record bubble blowing attempt thwarted by a curious crow alaska woman using outhouse attacked by bear from below which one of those which one of those is a lie i know i know you think to yourself wait was there a bear in an outhouse biting people in the butt? Yep, true story. Uh, of course, India's Modi renamed a cricket stadium after his after himself. Of course, uh, hello. So it was the bird. There was no crow flying around, popping bubbles that people were trying to blow for world records. There was none of that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this strikes me funny and i want to say this that uh you know i started off with a little gaga we'll end with a little gaga um i 
realize that she's in Italy filming a new flick or new video, making a movie, and uh, it, she is quoted now as saying that she's completely devastated and sickened by this. She feels somewhat helpless because she is far away in Italy, but is doing everything she can and praying for Ryan, Koji, and Gustavo. Uh, so she is not only praying for the dogs, she is praying for Ryan because uh, he's not only uh, uh, she is beside herself, okay? Uh, Ryan is not only her dog walker, but also her friend and she's horrified that this happened and so it was it was all the stories mostly talking about gaga's dogs and not ryan being shot four times in the chest as they stole the dogs and gaga at least is uh you know saying a prayer for her friend and it isn't all about the dogs for her either so that's good news right of course it is. Oh, 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 o